It's what we do, baby! This is Race Wars. Race Wars. I have the power! Yeah! How's it feel? With Kurt Metzger. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. And Sherrod Small. Saddle down, bitch. Race Wars. Race Wars back in the building. Here we are again, still quarantining, still social distancing. And uh, yeah, we got a full show. Let everybody introduce themselves. Perry, you go first. What's going on, everybody? I'm actor, filmmaker, Perry Strong. Where are you calling from? Uh, you both just shoot an album with Jay-Z? <laughs> Yo, this, this is, yeah, this is my, I'm, shoot, I'm uh, calling you from my uh, studio in my crib. This is where I shot the short. Clearly. And this is the camera. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, who else we got here on the show with us today? Karen. Uh, I'm here. There is that go. Karen or Karen? I'm, I'm confused with all the Karens. It's okay. I'm it's okay. Karen Turk. Right. Karen Turk, yes. Introduce yourself, Karen. Hailing from South Florida, down in Palm Beach. I might be like two or three drinks in because there was like a whole liquid lunch <laughs> thing happening today. But I'm okay. here and I'm ready to attack. Okay, <laughs> right from Palm Beach. Oh, you working with the race war. <laughs> Now, now, tell people who you are if they don't know who you are, what you do, Karen. Um, this is Florida. I'm also a political commentator. I have a lot of opinions, but I have a lot to say. You know, Trump 2020. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of division. Ah, uh, wait, 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 wait. There's a lot of division in this country that shouldn't be happening. We really need to unite, not divide. And there's a lot of things that I think once I talk to you today, you're going to agree with, and you're going to go, wow, I didn't see that way. I, now, do, I really like her. Now, do you think Trump is a great uh, uniter? <laughs> uh, um, you know what? Look at what has happened with Israel and the UAE. Look at Israel and the UAE. Look at yesterday. Look at the, uh, the, the signing and the peace accord that's taken place. Nobody else has been. But the Palestinian. That. They also did that by ignoring the Palestinians. The Palestinians wasn't let in on that uh, peace accord. And they feel oh. like that it was left out. They feel like they were abandoned with that accord. Oh, what do you I'm think sorry. Fuck. Wait, I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. Fuck the Palestinians. Now Fuck that is. Yeah. That, no, that's that my opinion. I mean, that's as a Jewish, I'm sorry. As a Jewish, <laughs> and as a Jewish woman, I'm sorry. Okay. Now you as first a Jewish said, woman, I watched okay. the Palestinians abuse my people. Yeah. You're right, Karen. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. First, now my my, my daughter Karen. My daughter, Karen, is also Israeli, who's on the show right here. She's Israeli. Um, but secondly, you just said it's a time for okay. us to unite, yeah. but fuck the Palestinians. <laughs> that's gangster. Imagine if black yeah, folks well, said that about white folks here in, a, in America. Like, what the fuck? That's where you're wrong, Perry. That's where you're that's wrong, because totally, we're not talking about here in America. Situation. Wait, we're, we're not talking about Israel wait, and Palestine. And here's what I love. Well, wait, wait. Not, not okay. you, Karen. Here's okay. what I love about Americans commenting on Israel and Palestine. You haven't been there, and you haven't been there. I'm pointing to Perry, and I'm pointing my dad. No, <laughs> you no, haven't, haven't been there. So, so when you say, so when you, she, when Karen says the Palestinians are abusing my people, and you guys protest that, what exactly are you objecting to? Are you saying it, we don't no, abuse our people? No, no, are you no, saying no, you know better? No, no. Are you saying that you understand yeah. this entrenched conflict that's been going on for thousands of years? It has nothing to do with the United yes. States. Is nothing to do with yes, it. Yes, yes. It sounds but like there's problems on both sides, really. 
It sounds like uh, it's not a clear. There's not a clear cut good guy or bad guy. There is. There, there is, is actually a clear cut. Oh yeah, no. There's a clear cut good guy and bad guy here. I mean, this is not. This is not American division. This is not something that's stemming from. You know, we are we are a free society. As many problems as we have, as in as many issues we have right now, we have pro. We are divided. I'll agree with all of that. It's still not America. When you're talking about the Middle East, you're talking. But talking about real serious, like you're talking about war, and you want to, you're talking. Okay, your 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 sounds going in and out a little down there from uh, Palm Beach. But I I, listen. I hear I hear your point. But who would you say suffered more under who? The Israelis under uh, Palestinians? I didn't even finish. Go Let ahead, me finish. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now, who okay. do you think suffered more under who? Uh, Palestine, uh, Israelis under Palestinians no. or African-Americans under white Americans? Why the fuck would you compare that? The is- Israel- I'm asking. Why would I'm you asking. Israel exists because there was a genocide against the Jewish people. That is why the country of Israel exists. So you're you're asking us right now to say which is worse, slavery or the Holocaust? Let's just not and say we did. Those are not two things. No, 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 no. But, but first of all, it's easy. It's easy to say which one's worse. It's easier to say which one's worse, first of all, because one was 300 and some odd years, and one was n- about a decade. So yeah. that's an Wait, easy, six, that's six, an six, easy six, one. You're telling me. Six million Jews, six million Jews were killed in the Holocaust. You want to talk yeah. about the Palestinians. We're talking about 100 million. We're talking about 100 million. Hundreds, hundreds of millions. Oh, well, just dead, dead. Why would this be a competition? Stop electing Democrats. Because I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying it's a competition, Karen, because if she can say that about Palestinians, why can't African-Americans say that about Af- white Americans? Because they are not relevant to one another. What part no, of Israel and the United States are two different You're missing the point. That's not the point. That's See, it's, so tough. it's tough to even get a word in on this. Everyone's so heated about it. I'll first be the first to say I don't know enough about it, but I know how it looks. I know what the optics are. But if everyone's just screaming, if everyone can't talk about it without screaming, it's never going to get, you know, it's just everyone screaming at each other. I got a headache already, and it's been three minutes. Yeah. You just made the point that you see the optics of it. Everybody just sees the optics of it without any real understanding of what's going on. You could say, like, if someone didn't understand the history of black oppression in the United States, then they can look at these police body cams and say all kinds of wild shit and not see the actual picture of what's going on, which is that people are people are oppressed. You would misunderstand maybe who the aggressor is. The Palestinians have started war after war after war. What you're seeing is that they lost. <laughs> not that Israel's being a bully. What you're seeing is someone who kept uh, instigating wars in order to wipe out the state of Israel altogether. And what happened is they kept losing. And that's- You could, right now, right now, right now, you could be explaining Native Americans in America. That's the same damn story. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's the same damn story. It's similar. It's the same damn story. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. How is it not? They were here first. Some people came in, took their land. They kept fighting and they lost those wars to keep their land. They lost. Let me, 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 let me,
She's got some yes. fucking intelligence Karen? to say, or she's a fucking blonde yes. asshole. I don't care. Karen, yes, yes, you okay. can talk, but as soon as we hit a Jew nerve, shit went crazy. <laughs> it did. It did go crazy, but I'm going to take that back for a second, and let's talk about Black Lives Matter, and let's talk about the fact that the, the Democratic Party is misleading African Americans every single day in this country. Yeah. To back okay. an organization that doesn't have yes. their best interests at heart. Yes. And the fact and that the I think, I actually think that we have more in common than we do divided. I mean, I grew up in a town, my town, Teaneck, New Jersey, was one of the first towns to integrate. They were the first town to voluntarily integrate their schools. It was a big reason why my mother moved there. My mother was a civil rights activist. My mother was a Democrat, but my mother was an old school Democrat. She was a Democrat that looked to unite and not divide. She was somebody who looked at what the greater social good was. We're not looking at that anymore. And to pretend that we are, to pretend that the Democratic Party has the interests of African Americans or no. Black Americans or whatever you want to call, I mean, whatever you want to call it, that has the interests of constituents involved is wrong because they don't anymore. And you know what? I grew up in a town that, I don't think I really saw any color until about sixth grade. And in sixth grade, it became obvious to me that half of the kids in my town were being bussed in and that I was from the more privileged side of town, if you want to call it that, even though we were all socioeconomically kind of the same in TEDAC. I mean, there wasn't, people were doctors, they were lawyers, whether you're black or you're white, our parents were the same, but there was a difference. And that was the first yeah. time that it hit me that, you know what, hey, I'm living in this country that I think is a free America where everybody's united, but there is a narrative and a dialogue that's looking to divide us. And the quicker that we can overcome that, the better off we'll be. So take Palestine and Israel out of this. Let's talk about what's happening in America right now, because I feel like that's something that's a lot easier to solve. But when you talk about my president and you talk about what he's achieved, I have to bring the Palestine-Israel narrative into it because I believe that that's a huge accomplishment for us as far as unity. Right, but here's the thing. He's my president, too, for one. <laughs> He's everybody's president. He's everybody's Unfortunately, president. Unfortunately, he is. Unfortunately. He is. And Barack Obama yeah. was my president, and I accepted that. Not only did I accept it, I actually looked forward to it as something that was going to unite us even further. I was excited. I said, you know what? I didn't vote for him, but so many people did, and I watched people come to the polls in droves over what we had seen in the past as far as people showing up to elect somebody to office. And I was excited about it and excited about the opportunity, but I was gravely disappointed about the eight years that he spent in office and the fact that a lot of things weren't done the way that I thought they should be. Yeah, I thought Obama was great. Here's the thing. He had his problems too, though. But I uh, don't think that black people think the Democratic Party is our savior. Both the Democratic Party and the Republican Party use black voters. That's it. They use us. They That's just help it. us. They use us. Both sides. The Crips and the Bloods. That's right. No That's vested right. interests. They have no vested interest in what happens. You can see, I mean, nobody, no one gives a it's, it's, it's basically two different groups of people wearing different colors, how, talking about how they do business and Neither we we need a new party. We need like a human party who actually gives a shit about humanity. It's just two. It's just two different groups of business people right now. So it's garbage. We just a pawn. We just a pawn. We just a pawn. And it's right. Vested interest in power and not really the people. Like, do you think that politics is inherently not about people? 
Like who goes no, 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 but if you go to local, on a local level, you get more results. And if people vote just locally, you get more results with your vote. You get more bang for your buck, if you will. Yep. But, yep. but voting is like this. We just look for the motherfucker. We know we're going to have a foot in our ass. So we look for the person with the smallest feet. That's how black people vote. <laughs> okay? And, and, and for the last, what, four decades, Republicans been putting a foot deeper in our ass than Democrats. But Democrats yeah. are still sneaky because they still got a foot in our ass. We're not dumb. We're not dumb. This is that. These are, we got to fucking try to hustle and fucking get somebody on our side. But nobody's on our side. And you know what I love? I love how I love how everybody's talking about how we're so divided now. We're so divided. Guess what? For black folks, nothing has changed. It's just white folks have had exactly. a new. Y'all, some white folks are niggas now. Now y'all getting treated fucked up. So it's it's changing. And and the, the dream and the ideal nonsense that you've you've got to enjoy. You realize, oh wow, this is kind of bullshit. So it, it's tough, man. It's uh, the awakening is not on the black side of this. It's definitely on the white side. Exactly. This is nothing new to us. It ain't like we looking at it now. Like, how did the country get like this? No. Oh my God! I can't believe it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy that younger white people get to see because a lot of people, their parents tell them dreams. I, I marched with Dr. King. I so and so back in the day. You ain't do shit. And now, if you show that you ain't do shit, because your grandkids seeing you saying all lives matter when it's like. Like, that's not the point. Don't get caught up on right. semantics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it is a lot of semantics. And I think the fact that we even have to say, like, that one life matters over the other is a problem, whether it's blue lives matter or all lives matter. Nobody said over. Matter. Nobody said over nobody. It said just we matters. Said it, nobody said over. Nobody over. Matters. It just matters. It just matters. It's not more than anybody. It's not. It's just. Ma Listen, but it's clear to see. The Palestinians. The Palestinians, fuck them. They don't matter. Is it, it's clear to see that white lives matter, right? We, who doesn't know that? I mean, the safest person in the whole country. Let me tell you they something. matter the most. They matter the most, sadly. Even in the hood. One, let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. Even in the hood at fucking 2 o'clock in the morning, a white person walking by themselves won't be touched. Because they're like, even black people know, this motherfucker is white. I ain't trying to go to jail. It is. That is I true. That was true when I looked in the hood. I was it true. was no one. I was so safe. I had people walk me home. Thank you. Like little lady, let's get you home safe. <laughs> I had people help me carry things. Make black people. Black people. Like like black people. Black people. Yes. Black I love people. Being like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? They want to get because this will be trouble for all of us. It's done happen to this white person. Everybody I'm in that neighborhood gonna have trouble. I felt really, really safe. And, pe Trust and people, me. Came to, people came out of nowhere to like look out for me. It was nice. And ain't the same way all the way around. We get chased because we jogging. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> wait, and wait, but we wait. Get shot. Yeah. But wait, you know, you're talking to a girl that spent 30 days in jail. Let's call it what it is. You earned it. You know you earned that time. You know you earned that time. Persecuted, persecuted because I stood up for something that was unjust because I stood up against corruption, because I stood up for people that were doing things that wasn't right, and I opened my mouth. Is and this an anti-masculine thing? <laughs> no, seriously, as a white Republican, outspoken Trump supporting Jewish woman, I was persecuted. Make fun okay, of what it. Happened? Tell us, tell us the story, what happened? Yeah. What happened? Okay. So my mother was being abused in a nursing home, abused beyond anything that you could possibly comprehend. Bed sort is eating away her body, her being mm. over-medicated, 
me fighting, 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 calling the state of Florida saying, you know what? They're killing my mother. They're screwing with my mother. Please help me. Please help me. And what I ended up finding out is that the state of Florida is so screwed up that those phone calls that I was making to the people that were supposed to help me were only driving me to the people that were so corrupt that they wanted to take advantage of my mother. So then all of a sudden, my mother ends up in a guardianship. And I said to myself, okay, guardianship. You know what? I grew up in New Jersey. I grew up in Teaneck. I told you a little bit of my history. So to me, guardian meant guardian angel. The guardian angels of the 70s and the 80s and Carlos Silova and, and, and subway trains and people swooping in to take care of the vulnerable. Well, that's right. not what I got. What I got was a guardian who took a 40-hour class to be a guardian in the state of Florida, who took advantage of my mother, who tied my hands behind my back, and all of a sudden I had no legal right anymore to stand up and fight against the abuse that my mother was suffering. So long story short, that's how it all began. And then they found a financial misappropriation. They said, you know what, you misappropriated this money and we're going to nail you with it and the money should have gone to the nursing home and you shouldn't have paid for private aids. Long story short, federal prosecutors came after me. I'm friends with whoever I am. I'm an outspoken Republican. And next thing you know, I spent 30 days in a maximum security federal prison. Figure that one out. The last part is pretty sexy, but the first part is horrible. <laughs> you know what? I have to tell you, you want to talk about unity? You know who I met when I was there? I met a lot of people that I probably wouldn't have met any other way. I met a lot of people. Black people. What? Black people. A lot of I people. I met a lot of black people, yes. I want to be friends with the white girls. I wanted to be friends with the black girls because the black girls- Keep you safe. They were they kept me safe. They weren't fucking drug addicts. Let's call it what it was. Most yeah. of the white girls that were in there were on meth or were drug dealers. Yeah. The black girls were gang members, had a boyfriend that ran them into a situation, maybe sold drugs or maybe didn't even sell drugs. Maybe had a family member who sold drugs that they didn't want to rat out. And yeah. those black girls were my best friends and I loved every single one of them. And I reflect back on that experience now, and it's shaped me as a human being. And I've learned so much. Like it sounds like an episode of the Orange is the New Black. <laughs> it, it, you know what? I know it's crazy. My husband says to me, the day I got released, my husband goes, what do you want to do? And I said, you know what? I want to go eat a Jersey Mike submarine sandwich and stuff my face. And then I want to go home and lay in bed and watch Orange is the New Black because I never watched the show. And uh -huh. I came home and I watched the show and I was literally pointing at people going, that's so-and-so, that's this person. <laughs> that was some real stuff. That was real life. Was the third thing you wanted to do out of prison was suppress black votes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to have sex with my husband. That would be a third thing I wanted to do. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> that poor man had yeah. a good drag. So they, so how did they? First of all, how did they uh, put a guardian, like get guardianship over your mother? Don't they have I to sue you for that? I allowed to Why? Because um, you know, I hate to say it, I was kind of naive to how the system works, and I thought that this guardian was going to be an advocate for my mother. When they came in, I thought, guardian, okay, great. This is a guardian angel. This is somebody who's going to swoop in and who's going to advocate for my mom and who's going to help me fight back against the nursing home. Right. That's what I thought. It was and you call and, and you call yourself Jewish. You get a lawyer, Karen Teller. 
that if I were to trust a system like that and be like, hear the word guardian and be like, oh, a guardian is going to guard, right? It's supposed to guard my interests. Um, that would be, that would be incredibly white of me. <laughs> and it is something I yeah, that's right. <laughs> It is something that's I like your... because you don't, you don't naturally assume because it's that's up in your life. You don't naturally assume that the yeah. state's going to get you. The state's been my friend. Like the state, the state loves me. I thought, <laughs> doesn't, I thought, you know what? I probably should have had more black friends from prison before this all happened. Because <laughs> or just black friends and said to me, don't listen to these people. They're trying to fuck you. And I would have been a lot better off. Right. Yeah, they, that's just your own white fault, both of y'all. You think Guardian's <laughs> gone, and you think, you think police, police. <laughs> right. So, you think police, police. So what was that like for you, Cam? What was, like, the first day like? Did you, like, do research? Did you know what you were getting into? I didn't. I did nothing. Because you know what? It's like having a baby. And I don't know. if I, I mean, you look too young to ever have been pregnant, but I've had four kids. Yeah. So no, Corinne looked like, too young to ever have kept it. She might have not kept it, but she could have had <laughs> You know, well, you guys can both be right. <laughs> everybody wants to give you advice. Everybody wants to say, my pregnancy was horrible. I was in labor for 12 hours. So like I reflected back on this experience and I was like, I want to know nothing. I want to go in cold. Coach, bold. put me in cold. I'm ready um, to play. I know nothing. That is bold. And I went in completely cold and I had no idea what to expect. And the number one thing is it was fucking cold. It was like 40 degrees in the holding cell. I was freezing my ass off. I basically meditated for like four hours and I kind of woke up and I poked my head up and there was this really pretty black girl with beautiful like Ray-Ban glasses on. Of course, I had to look for the name brand glasses and I looked at her and I said, what's going on? Do you know when they're going to take us upstairs? And she said, well, the last time I was here with my sister, they took us up in about three hours. So I knew that I was with somebody who kind of knew the ropes and I was like, all right, I feel a little bit better. And you know, a couple hours went by and they took us upstairs. And honestly, my first friend that I made was the woman who opened the closet. And she was this little five foot nothing, very mean looking girl with Rastafarian dreadlocks and gold teeth. And I said, hi. <laughs> hi. And she That's said, story. do you need a towel? And I said, yeah, I need a towel. And I said, what's That's how you name? make a girlfriend. Let's, yeah, <laughs> that's how you make a girlfriend like, in prison. Right. She was like, what's my name? And I was like, yeah, like, I want to, I'm going to come back out. And like, I want to, I want to talk to you. And she was like completely put off, but she ended up being one of my best friends in there. And you know what? The one thing she asked me to do, um, she really asked me for nothing. And she really protected me when I was in there and took care of me. And her and her girlfriend were amazing. And she said to me, I want you to take care of my mom. Make sure my mom's okay. I'm 50 some odd years old. I got railroaded. I'm in here because, you know, there's a socioeconomic situation in my neighborhood. And yeah, I've been involved in selling drugs before, but I was on the straight and narrow. I had gotten a job. I was doing the right thing. And the feds railroaded me. And I believe that that's true. I believe that she was strung up in order to be a rat for other people. And I respect her for not ratting. And she ended up getting 15 years. And she wow, said, that's some black shit. Wow. Yeah, it was is. some shit. And she said, you know what? Just make sure you take care of my mom. And I text with her mom every day. And I think her mom is an amazing, beautiful human being. And 
you know, I feel for her family. And I think there's a lot of people in America who get railroaded in similar situations. Now, do you think that's due to race? Um, I think it's socioeconomic more than it's race. However, I they run in neck and neck. Race, it's running neck race, and neck. <laughs> but race plays into the socioeconomic divide. So it's both. But again, I'm yeah. telling you, I grew up in a town that was racially opposed. It was, you were either white or you were black and you lived on one side of the town or the other. But it was the first town to integrate schools and it was the first town to say, you know what? We're all gonna come together and we're gonna be the same. And the town had- Now, did they get more money? Did they get more money for that? Did they get more money for integrating those schools? I'm sure they did. I'm sure it was some type of financial maybe. benefit to it. Maybe, and we also have problems because back in the 90s, we had a white police officer that shot a black teenager and Al Sharpton came to town and Louis Farrakhan and they divided the whole town, but I watched- Wait, who, di who divided the town? The cop who shot the kid or uh, Louis Farrakhan? Louis Farrakhan, <laughs> for sure. No, no, that bullet, that, bullet, that bullet separated the town, trust yeah. me. No, yeah. it but it didn't. This is the thing. Yes, you it know did. what? It didn't, what? it didn't. It didn't, it didn't though. That's the thing is that the town wasn't divided. The town was grieving over the unfortunate death of the but do you? But do you understand that sometimes local blacks are fearful to talk in their own town because of the shit that comes at them? So it might seem 100%. like they might be good with it. So it might seem like they're good with it and they, everything's peace, but under the underneath they're like this, this is fucked up and I want to fucking fuck somebody up. And then somebody, it takes somebody from out of town to come like this. I'm not scared of your local officials. That's I'm not right. scared of them and I'm going to speak up for you because I know you got a neck, you got a, a knee on your neck. That's you know right. that. Because right. you're local black. Local black supply that. energy. That's why it takes a national organization to stop this shit. That's right. Just like, that's the only way you can combat it. That national, that national organization can't be the NAACP, and it can't be Black Lives Matter. Because it's got to be the federal government. If there's no legislation, if there's no legislation against the cops hunting and bullying black people, it will never change. We can march all we fucking want. We can destroy shit. Until there's legislation, there will be no change. Well, Karen, why did you say it can't be the NAACP and it can't be BLM? Because both of those organizations are politically motivated and they're not working for the people and they're not working for the constituents. And what we're talking about on the show and what we're having dialogue about right now are real feelings and real people. And those organizations are no longer aligned with real people and real feelings. They work for the greater political narrative and for the Democratic Party. And that's not working in the best interest of Americans. Well, let me ask that's you something. Where we have an issue. Do you think that that could be an issue of scale? Like... When an organization gets big enough, just like when a politician gets to a high enough level in like federal politics, as opposed to something that's local and like- Oh, grassroots. That makes grassroots. Right. But that's the thing, you, have, you, you delegate your access to the individual, the bigger you get. And maybe it's an issue of scale that like, maybe it should be a bunch of smaller organizations that are talking to and, people. And there are that this and is, it becomes, yes. it becomes- But yes. we agree, that's the crazy part. But, his, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, if you don't like BLM or you don't like NAACP, it's a thousand other things you can give to. I mean, you can still give to your United, United Negro College Fund. That's just for college money. If you just don't, if you ain't give to that, you, that's just for college money. How no, is that, but listen, listen, you, that watch the you watch the mainstream media every day. Those are the two only organizations that you're gonna hear about as someone who is sitting at home in your living room and that's unfortunate. And the other thing that I want to point out as well 
is that not only are those organizations not working in the best interests of people like yourself or people like me, you know, you've got a situation, I'll bring it back to the Palestinians. Let's bring it back there for a minute. Let me show you a commonality. You could talk oh, about- Oh, Cameron, yell at her. No, Linda, Linda bring it back Sarsour. to the Palestinians. Do it, bring Let it all the way back. With Linda Sarsour. Linda Sarsour was the person who organized the Women's March. Was Boo. that march actually about women? <laughs> and about feminism and about women's freedom? Or was it about Palestinian power by a larger negative narrative? And was it about socialism and communism? And what we can't allow to escape- Communism? Oh, first of all, communism ain't been hot since McCarthy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> BLM, that's what I was getting at. So BLM- Black, so black people are now the communists? Stop it. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there are people who have agendas behind every single movement and every single organization that might not have your interests aligned or mine. And you look at the two founders of BLM, and they are Marxists. But I can say the same thing. You're saying something that has some truth, right? Which is that these things, like these big entities, have a kind of corporate essence where it loses Absolutely. it loses the fa it loses its touch with you and like the government. Wait, let me just finish. Like the government. When it, when an entity gets big enough, it it changes incentives, right? And everybody and everything acts according to its incentives. So now the structure acts to preserve itself, right? Now the yeah. thing wants to preserve itself. That's maybe separate than who's a Marxist and who's a communist, but I think you have a point that like at a certain point when a thing gets big enough, it's not about you anymore. It's about I'm gonna do I'm gonna one I'm gonna do you one better. How about if you just explain the federal government plus black people paid them to do that to us? We pay them to do that to us. Local government, same thing, same thing. We pay them though. So you don't pay BLM shit. You don't give black lives nothing. So what difference does it make to you? You ain't giving them no money. We give the government money. We give the cops money, they kill us. Right. The I don't know that, wait a second. It's not that you give the cops money and they kill so We all pay taxes. That's a really negative fucking statement. No, 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 it's no, a no, truth. Cops. That's a truth. It's not, it's not negative. Every cop will take I it. Think, I don't think, you know what, there's a lot of great law enforcement officers in this country. Of course, of course. Black. I wouldn't say a lot. What about the yes. black law enforcement officers? What about black people that are involved in the military? What when about you... You put in team then. It's positive for the community. What about them? No, no, it's something them? like that too. It's something like that too. But listen, here, here's the thing. <laughs> we talk about the ones that's not like that. Plus, we talk about not only the ones who kill or who are abusive to people in the street, the ones who know about it. They say it's good cops and bad cops. But if you don't report this, you're a bad cop. If you see this happening and you don't report it, you're a bad cop. You're not a good cop because you don't beat up people. You're a bad cop because you don't report cops that do beat up people. Okay, like, so like, listen, like many people have said, there's no song called Fuck the Fireman. All right. There's a problem with the pol American <laughs> yeah. policing. Yeah. And it's been it started with slavery. Policing start American. The American Police Department started as slave retrieval. And it's yes, never right. and, and the heart of that has never changed. Yep. It's never been changed. And the people who yep. become police officers mostly are bullies. They're not all racist, but they're all bullies. And who do they get to bully with, 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 with the, they could just be off the chain. You could do whatever you want to the blacks. You'll be fine. And that, yep. and, and, and that's been going on for hundreds of years. 
We know and, that. And, and don't say it's not fair. You're right. It's not fair to black I'm people. Not, it's not fair, not, not fair to the cops. That's not what I said, Terry. It's, it's, not, it's not fair to say that everybody who's a cop is a bully. Like, no. And no. I vote. All of us. Hold on. Shut up, everybody. Nobody's oh, talking to totalities. All of us on this call personally know cops, I'm sure of it, who are not like that. Yes, nobody's talking in totality. Nobody's talking in totality here. Nobody's saying all this and all that. I'm saying the bad ones who kill people and beat people up. That's not saying all that. I mean, I'm actually, I'm going a little further. I'm going a little further in saying that there is a mentality within the police department that it is okay to beat up black people and to get away with it. It's it's just, it's 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 been allowed. It's always been an issue. Black cops didn't even get to wear uniforms at the beginning, all right? They had to wear the regular street clothes. So all carry guns. So if you want to- white people. So white people. You know, for some reason- white people. Right, right, you couldn't ever, yeah. And the thing is, it's really crazy. And I'm sorry, I'm listening to you, Karen, the Republican one. And you're like talking about race stuff and it's like, it's so crazy. It's crazy. It's like, I, I, the whole the whole Trump thing is so anti and so it's such a racist fucking group of people to hear you talking about racial sensitivity. It's like I'm losing my mind this whole this whole conversation. You're buying into the media and you're not listening to the real people that are out there that support you and support this president. You're not listening to the reality. I have a lot of friends that are black and a Republican and that are stepping away and walking away from the Democratic Party because the Democratic Party no longer serves their ideals. Neither and party is good. Neither party is good. Listen, one of my good one of our good friends to this show is Ann Coulter. I've been down to Ann's house right around the corner from where you are right now, Karen. Well, I stayed down there. Karen's, Karen's, yeah, Anne's been, Anne's wouldn't agree with us on Palestine, and that I have an issue with. I'm sure, I'm sure she wouldn't because Anne thinks for herself, and she thinks like a lawyer, and she knows that somebody's getting a bum into this deal, and somebody's getting left out of the deal. It's it's a bum Uh, deal when you're you're not at the table when the deal is made. If you're not at the table when the deal is made, you get just like life in America. Why do you need to be? Why do the Palestinians need to be at the table when the deal is? Do you recognize the state of Israel as existing? It doesn't yes. involve them. That do you recognize the Jewish state? Here's, here's how it could. Here's how it could. At the same time you make that deal. Wait, let me let me finish up. This is at the same deal. time. Lord have mercy. At the same time. At the what? same time you make that deal with them. You know the Palestinians are there too, right? So it's like, how about you free some of the flight, the flight restrictions against them? Against them. They're the only people in a in a land that can't leave the land. They can't leave. What is that? Because they're terrorists. No, you know what? They're terrorists, and they've been terrorizing. Wait, so you said all terrorists? So, right. All they're all Palestinians are terrorists. Palestinian are all of them terrorists? But all cops are good. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow. That's not really fair, is it, guys? Wait, no, you can't talk in totality. You can't talk in totality. That's why I, I don't do that. Because you automatically wrong. I will. I'll talk in totality. You automatically see that. When it comes to Palestinians, there's no consistency. That's judging a group of people, not by individuals. You want to talk about a Palestinian American, somebody who comes here and says, you know what, I accept the rules of America, I denounce Sharia law. You know what, they're not, they're not Palestinians, they're American just like me and they then become my equal. But when you talk about somebody like Linda Sarsour, (laughs) you talk about somebody like Linda Sarsour, who wants to bring Sharia law to America, that person is not my ally. That person is not my equal. That is somebody who's trying to infiltrate 
my America mm -hmm. and steal my freedom as much as I am a white American, you're a black American, you're a Latin American, you're a whatever American. You know, at the end of the day, we're all Americans. And at the end of the day, people that are trying to infiltrate us and take away our American rights are a problem. That's how we black people feel about cops. But I don't, you know what? I got to tell you on the cop thing, I think you're really overreaching. And I understand. Nope. I, I don't think I am. I don't think I, I am. I'm telling you. When it comes to cops, when it comes to cops, black men don't okay, so reach at all. About, <laughs> we'll be dead. Yeah. Does anybody want to talk about Jacob Lee? Yeah. We can talk about anybody. Yes. We can talk about anybody. Okay. So wait, wait, you want to talk about Brianna? You want to talk about Brianna? Yeah, I'll talk about Brianna yeah, Okay, we can talk about everybody. This well, let's, talk about, let's, let's go with Jacob Blake first, because that's something I've done a lot of research on. So I want to do the thing that I'm going to do well and talk about the person that I've done research on. So, so break down Jacob Blake question. for people who don't know uh, that's listening. So Jacob Blake has actually, actually raped his girlfriend. He basically stuck his hand up his girlfriend's vagina while she was sleeping in bed and raped her. Okay. Wait, so, so the people who killed him knew this? <laughs> Wait, what? So what are you so what are you what are you saying? That the people who that he deserved it? What are you saying? No, I'm not I'm Don't not we have a court system? Don't we have court? I wasn't I wasn't there. I wasn't the cop that shot the gun. And you want to know what? When cops actually shoot, they're trained to shoot to kill. They're trained to neutralize the threat. Here is a guy who got but you say it, twice. But you say it, you say it something that he did, like the cops knew he did it, and that's why they shot him. That's 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 irrelevant. So he's at the cops. So the cops are the judge, they the jury, and the executioner, right? No, but they're they not, yeah, they're not the judge. They're not, they're the, not judge. Judge. the judge. Cops are not judges. One at a time. This way, unlistenable. Go ahead. True. Let me just give you the facts. When the cops showed up, they were going to serve a warrant on him. They knew that he had raped his ex-girlfriend, that she had a restraining order against him. She called 911 and said, this man has broken into my house again. He's raped okay. me previously. Yeah. Okay. He's okay. trying to okay. steal my car. He's, you know, he's dangerous. I'm afraid of him. You're laughing. Like, she shouldn't have been afraid of this guy. No, I'm not laughing. It's, it's hilarious that now you're so concerned with this black victim. Okay, name, now that's one case. Wait. Now give me another Wait. case. Give me you another case. Okay, go ahead. You're like every but, other it's hilarious. person that doesn't want it's to hilarious. First of all, I'm not a Democrat. That's like calling me the N-word. I'm not a Democrat. Well, <laughs> That's like calling me the I have more respect for you than right? you're not a don't Democrat. Assume, but... Don't assume I'm a Democrat because I'm black. I don't belong to the gangs. I told you. I'm independent. Right. I always have been. I'm not because I actually know him. <laughs> and anybody I, I know, anybody I know, so, I ain't voting for because I, I know better. Can I, tell, can I tell my side of it in a way that we're talking to each other? May I, please? No, so, you're going for this one thing that you got. You're holding on to this one piece. Go ahead. Okay. I have a lot of pieces, but this is the one piece that I want to get across. So she calls the police. She said, this guy raped me. He's now broken into my home. He's stolen my car in the past. He's a danger to society. I feel threatened. I feel like my life is in danger. The cops okay. show up. They know that he has a warrant. They know that he's been charged with three felonies. They know that he's a rapist. They then try to subdue him. They put their hands on him. They go through the protocol that they're supposed to go through in order to subdue an individual, including tasing this individual, not one, but two times. On the second taser, he's still up fighting the police. So I don't know if it was drugs, I wasn't there, but they tased him twice and he was not subdued. 
At that mm-hmm. point, he goes around the car, opens the door, and goes for a knife. Now, you're that cop, and you're protecting not only the team that's with you, but your own life, and you are now in self-defense mode. You have to subdue and neutralize that threat. So he shoots him. And yeah. Seven, no, how many times he shot him? Correct. Seven times the <laughs> I'm not going to debate that. I'm not going to debate it. Once he was in fear, his life was in danger. Can't debate it. It sounds yeah. like a lot. It sounds excessive. It, it is a lot. Crazy. It's horrible. Okay, every part of that is horrible. It's horrible, but he deserved it. It's horrible. <laughs> but, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you weren't the guy holding the gun. And you know what? You sub- tried to subdue this fucking three-time felon rapist with a taser twice. You tried to subdue an American citizen. And now all of a sudden he's pulling a knife on you and you're reacting. So did he overreact? Maybe. Karen, Karen, Al Capone didn't get shot. <laughs> right. Vaccine excessive 100%. Listen, Jeffrey if you Dahmer, can't, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't get shot. Yeah, if you if if a cop can't arrest an unarmed man without without killing him, you shouldn't be a cop. If you can't arrest an unarmed man without killing them, you should not be a policeman or woman he or whatever. Unarmed, this is the difference. He wasn't an unarmed man. He had. A he also had kids in no, the back of his was, car. He had children. <laughs> stop, stop. You, you know, it's 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 crazy, man. man. It's crazy. I can't wait till it goes to court. I can't wait till this goes to court. Because people are just talking right now. I can't wait till it goes to court and all of it gets on record. And I love selective says, facts. All statements go, get on record. Because right now, it's everybody's fucking, hey, he had a knife. He had a knife in the car. Oh, he he had a Uzi. Oh, he had a bazooka. In a glove compartment. No, no, listen, he shouldn't have got shot in his back seven times. Period. No one should. I, I Listen, the seven times Jeffrey, back, I, I understand completely the argument that's made there. And believe me, as a human being, I don't care what color you are. I don't care what lifestyle you come from. Everybody sees that and they go, what the fuck? How does it get to that point? Jeffrey Dahmer. Look, the cops knew Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't think he compare Jeffrey Dahmer Wait, I'm saying he killed, but he killed eight people. Okay, the guy who shut up the South Carolina church. He shot, they all knew he shut up people in the church. You're now comparing to a law enforcement official that may have potentially unloaded his clip in self-defense excessively. No, I'm I'm not comparing him to the cop. I'm comparing him to the black dude he shot. I said because the oh, black dude. Oh, you think Jacob Blake is Jeffrey Dahmer? Okay, all right. Yes. And I Jeffrey Dahmer, eight people, eight people, when eight killed well, him and eight, him, they arrested him. Shot Jeffrey Dahmer in the back seven times. But, but he was white. He was white, so he was safe. He was white, so he was safe. He was safe because he was white. Oh no, he wasn't white. Are you he was safe? He didn't run from the police. He surrendered when they came. He didn't. What about the South Carolina? Wrestling them in the yard. What about the kid from South Carolina who shot the church up? He escaped in his vehicle. They pulled him over and arrested him. He didn't get shot once. He killed nine people in a church. To be, fair, was they, to be fair, they also bought him Burger King. They did buy him Burger King. <laughs> if we're making points, yeah, that, that's true. Listen, I'm, I'm losing more and more faith in, 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 in anything yeah. as this continues, as we go through this. Every yeah. minute, my faith is just sinking through the floor, and I'm going to probably hang myself after this. There's points to be made on both sides, and this is true. And I'm not talking about racist points or anything like that. I'm saying that it's hap- it happens over and over again that we don't know what the fuck happened. 
happened until we see the footage. And even that doesn't tell the whole story. That's the truth. Details come out that we're not privy to. Now, that being said, this country has like an astronomical amount of police violence and people being shot in the back is so unacceptable. Why is it that when you rear end another car, you're automatically at fault because you hit the back of the car and there's no way it could have been their fault. But when a policeman uh, unloads a clip into somebody's back, it's their fault. Okay, one thing. How come? Let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. How come out of all these killings, these police killings, the one that we you brought up is the one dude who had a record? Why are you not on the side? Didn't you spend time? To be she's only she's. Watches, if you watch Fox News, she's only going to know the ones where they just deserved it. You know what I'm saying? And plus, it's all, you know how hard it is. I consume your show. I consume other shows. I try to consume as much media as possible so I can make an educated decision for myself. And you know what? It's not always clear. And what I said to you at the beginning is I think it's unacceptable that a man was shot in the back seven times, but I also wasn't now. there, and I don't know what happened. Okay, agreed, but agreed. You gave it a side. So then it is. It could be yeah. acceptable then. That once once you say it's unacceptable for him to be shot, but I wasn't really there, so maybe it was acceptable. Ah, That's what you you're saying. What? You're negating what if you're saying. He was going to stab that police officer, and he was resisting arrest, and that police you're officer doing. was a threat That's of assumptions. his life. That's assumptions. I, I he walked I'm eight feet away from them. Know. If they really wanted to grab him, they could have grabbed. They they grab us and beat us up for no reason all the time. It's I happened to him. It's happened to me. They beat all niggas time. up all the time. It you happens all the time. Resisting arrest, you might get grabbed and get beat up. But if you're complying, no, you, you get beat up either way. You get beat up for being in the wrong place. Let me go ahead and comply. Karen, I'm gonna tell you right now, as a black man, that's not the case. You can just sometimes just be walking and resisting nothing and get pushed or fucking hit in the back of the head by a fucking police baton. That's, that's the truth. That's right. That's goddamn right. And that's from right. doing nothing. That's from doing nothing. And that's the honest truth. I'm not lying to you. That's happened to me when I was 13, 12. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I, I, was, I wasn't resisting anything. I wasn't arrested. Nope. <laughs> I mean, Karen, to be, to be fair, like the world looks different to people. Like I have never once in my entire life thought that I would ever, the thought has never crossed my mind that I'd be harassed by the police. Every interaction I've had with the police, even when I did something wrong, has been not just okay, but downright pleasant. Like pleasant, like have a nice day this. Like can we do- And that's that? white privilege. Yeah, yep. So Good I for you. And I didn't, I, when I was in my like early twenties and I shoplifted and got arrested, it was a whole fucking nightmare. It actually wasn't. It totally wasn't a nightmare. It was like a great experience. <laughs> I was treated yeah. so nicely. They, I was in and out in an hour. They were nice. And you understand if you were black, what would happen, Karen? What would happen if you were black? I, I don't know, and that's my point. That's she could have died in the cell that <laughs> night. Wait, wait, I'm not, I'm not pleading ignorance. I'm saying I don't know because I'm not black, and I think that. But you know, not that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm in no way. I mean, I told you, I spent time in jail. I've been to prison. I've met people. I've hung out with people that were unfairly prosecuted that have been in and out of their system their whole lives. I met people that their brothers were in jail for the rest of their lives and their brothers and their mothers, and it's a whole thing. And I do think we have a problem with racial inequality. I'm not saying we don't. Okay, I'm that's good. When you, when you label and you say that law enforcement is racially profiling and that you, know, you take a couple of bad apples and you spoil the bunch, 
then we have a real problem because then mm -hmm. we don't have law and order. And in order to have a just and free society, we do need some semblance of law and order in this country. I and agree. I don't know. I don't know how we how we reach some sort of a balance. Legislation. We have, what? We need legislation. legislation. We, the cops need to be scared of her to killing people. Like we're we're scared of killing people. It's, everyone yeah. should be everyone should be oh, concerned with not killing someone at, at, at every point. Uh, you know what? That's if someone really pulls a gun, know, that's one thing. In fucking Disney World land, that would be great. No, Disney in this land, oh. in this no. land, no. British no. British no. police British because police don't have guns. British police don't have guns. But yeah. you talk about here do have guns, so the police need to have guns. Some do. No, the some do. Some do. When special, bad shit happens, units. they call them in. The special units have guns. The patrolmen don't. Exactly. I, the patrolmen I don't. don't. That's because the citizens don't, don't have guns. The citizens there don't have guns. So the fact that we have an armed population makes totally it a little different. bit harder for law enforcement. It does. Totally different. So out of the window goes, uh, I get a gun to protect myself. Actually, guns make us more unsafe, all of us. Yep. You're but the again, we're, we got to deal, just like we have to deal with the two-party system of Democrats and Republicans right now. And I say all the time, people are like, well, you know, fuck the two-party system. Well, you know what? You have a two-party system. So you can say fuck the two-party system all day long, but the reality is no. that's the cards that you have right now to play with. So pick a side, pick a lane, and no. stick with it because you have no. to do no. something. See, oh, that's easy no. to say when, you're, no. when you like no. one of the no. sides. Actually, we don't have a two-party system. We have a mini-party system, but two parties run it. Right. So you, you can add uh, new parties come along all the time. No, right, <laughs> but they never. never <laughs> but the two. We don't even have a two-party two system. We have a one-party system with, with two poles. We have two like yeah. poles of a magnet. It's one thing. And it's one thing. We That's true. We all this side, and this is this side, but it's this one thing. They all know each other. They all hang out. They, here's the thing, Karen. Karen they passed the they passed the baton from them to us to them to us. the Republicans, Democrats. Ain't got nothing to do with us. Ain't got nothing to do with us. They are the power. It's like we think we got more choice. We got one more choice than a dictatorship. <laughs> That's two the more, truth. two more choices than a dictatorship. <laughs> so I'm trying to get my whole Ross Perot fucking thing across here, and nobody's. But yeah, Ross, anybody but, else but, vote for Ross Perot? No, but I like that Ross ran. I like the Ross said, "Fuck it, I'm a rich dude. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. I don't like either one of these motherfuckers." He was close. Like he could have won. He, if he didn't withdraw, he would have won. But you know they blame Ross. They blame Ross for Bush losing because they said uh, he gave Clinton too many votes. But you know Ross, it's like that's they got mad in the media. The media got mad at Ross for his fucking American right to run because he's fucking up these two gangsters. <laughs> right. I, so look at look at Donald Trump, and here's my here's my take with that is that. I voted for Ross Perot because Ross Perot was a billionaire who came in who wanted to turn the system upside down. I feel very much the same way about Donald Trump because Donald Trump came in as a billionaire who wanted to turn politics on its side, and he has, and he's succeeding at that, whether you want to admit it or not. And the reality no, I, is that I, I, we have a billionaire globalist agenda in the world, not only this country, but a billionaire globalist agenda that does not have our best interests as Americans at heart. And that Donald Trump was willing to take on that establishment and is willing to shake it up the same way Ross Perot was. And I voted for both of them. And you know what? I am a Republican. I identify as Republican. 
However, give me something else to run on. Give me something better than Republican, and I'll listen. However, that's all I got right now. Mm, that's a shame, girl. I think it's a problem. <laughs> it's it's really it's really crazy to me that people voted for someone who's a businessman to be the to be the president because this country, if you run it like a business, it loses its humanity, and that's what's happening. That's what we're watching. We're watching the yeah. loss of humanity because we're treat. This is a country is a bunch of people and we need to treat this like it's a group of people and not and not like and not like a business and you know it's really we're we're losing business right now we're we're we are a sinking business and with no heart money money might be the root of all evil but until we have another system we need money to fund social programs we have money we have that money we just spend it in the wrong places no that's not true if you can strengthen that is true. Economy, we, money. we do have the money. We, do we just gave a trillion dollars to rich people. Right. What are you talking about? We do have money. We can strengthen the economy. If we can strengthen the economy, then we can fund social programs. We can fund all the things that feel good that people want to vote for Democrats for. You know, Democrats go and they pull on people's heartstrings and they say, you know what? These are social causes that make you feel good. And in, in a large part, if I wasn't a logical person and a rational person, I might agree with that. I might say, oh, that makes me feel good. I want to vote for that. However, I realize that the catalyst to them getting that money is raising my taxes and doing things that are going to hurt me as an everyday middle-class American, which I am. But at the same time, I want the social feel-good programs. And that's what the Democrats do. They thrive on that. So you know what? Fire, the fire department. Those the fire department is a social program. That's right. You're right. The police, so is the, the police, police department. So is Medicare. Medicare is a we, social we throw around these buzzwords like socialism, but we have social programs that work in this country yeah. that we, we need. need them. We need them. That we cheer. We cheer yeah. the firemen. We cheer the firemen. Should we stop paying them because it's socialist? <laughs> No, but you know what? Again, I could go back to the fact that there are some places that have volunteer firemen. There are some places that have professional. Yeah, I don't firemen. want to find. Part I don't want a volunteer showing up. There is. You want a, a, a volunteer fireman come to get you on 911? <laughs> I'm not saying that. Well, there are a lot of volunteer fighter firemen that actually died in 911. Think about it. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Yeah, but a lot of those New Jersey towns. Those firemen that came over through the bridge and the tunnel, a lot of those firemen were volunteers and they risked their lives for you and for me. So And you know, a lot of those fire and also a lot of those firemen and police that came in from the suburbs, they get their money from the city and they take it out to the suburbs. So thanks for coming back too. Because this is where you get your money. And no cops should be able to work in a district or area that they don't live in. For That's one. the truth. That's the truth. Police, that's some Gestapo shit that the Nazis did. We yep. don't want Gestapo. We want motherfuckers in our community, from our community. Mm -hmm. And that's why they should have to, just like with a house, you got to live in a house. Some of your mortgages, you got to live in a house before you can sell it or move. Just like these jobs, first five years, you want to force. First five, ten years, you got to be somewhere in that community, living that's in right. that community. Not outside police force. That's some fucking, that's like having correction officers in your neighborhood. That's the truth. Wait, and you know what's crazy is when I was actually, when I was in jail and I met a lot of these correction officers, you know, a lot of these correction officers said to me, I had one choice. I had a choice to become a correction officer because if I wasn't a correction officer, I would be here in jail. Yeah. And the places that they come from, the towns that they live in, they have a choice. They are either going to go into corrections or they're going to be a part of the system. Yeah, and that's, that's like the same too. 
That's like every upta- up, uh, upstate town in New York State, where Austin, like all these fucking jail towns, that all these kids, they own meth all, all high school, and then they go and become correction officers once they, uh, they turn 21. <laughs> I, and they all, they, you know, I, again, that's their choices in that town. I went into this show saying there's a lot more that you and I could unite on and agree on than divides us, and I still think that's true, although I disagree with like a wide majority of things you've said today. I still really like you, and I loved coming on the show, so um, was, I'm going to subscribe. It's, it's, fine. It's, fine. it's fine to disagree. It's fine to disagree yes. as long as we can respectfully we can respectfully disagree and get our points across. Because everybody in my family don't agree with the same politics, but we still share Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the way it should be. Welcome to America. And that's why I say that it's one way that everybody can help with this racial situation, and everybody can do this. Invite somebody who don't look like you to your dinner table and let your kids and your family see you interact with somebody who don't look like them. I do that all the time. My daughter had dinner. We had dinner at our house with our friends who are white, Chinese, black, Japanese, mm-hmm. Korean, Jamaican. It don't matter because I just show her that everybody's a human being. And it's right. the first place you can start is in your own house at your own dinner table. So wait, so you live in, you live in Soho. So what about de Blasio? How's he doing with New York? I'm uptown. I'm on the Upper East Side. But de Blasio stinks. But, you know, he, he had sucks. me fool. <laughs> He had me fooled when he came yeah. out with the Jackson, the Jackson Five son. When I saw that Afro, I could not go for him. Horrible. <laughs> people, nothing I mean, horrible. more. I mean, yes, we agree. We agree. De Blasio sucks. We all agree. First of all, I don't even call him De Blasio. I'll call him by his real name, Wilhelm, because he's actually German and he uses um, his maternal grandmother's uh, maiden name, De Blasio, to do better in the polls. But he's a German. Ain't no six six fucking Italians walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, is, it, I mean, is he better than Koch? I don't know. Is he better than Dinkins? Who say? Is he better than Rudolph Giuliani or fucking Bloomberg? <laughs> Doesn't matter who it is for certain people. It's the same shit. Giuliani was pretty good, in my opinion, but again, we'll probably disagree. You didn't live in the city when he was here, so you do what are you talking about? <laughs> right. I didn't. I lived in Florida. I escaped like- by that. That's like me talking about the Palestinians, right, uh, Karen? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I can't uh, find this. Anything you say about the Palestinians is going to be an automatic no until I vetted it. <laughs> y'all really hate Palestinian people. Really? Go. Yeah, everybody's a fucking expert on the Palestinians, aren't they? Everybody just wakes up every morning knowing everything about the Palestinians. All I can say is this. If black people can be peaceful and live a- amongst white people, then fucking Israelis and Palestinians can do it. Because oh, we're oh, more than us. Nobody can do more than us. For one second. <laughs> white American citizens and black American citizens. Talk about American citizens, none of whom deserve to be shot in the street. Okay? Now, now, when you're talking about Israel and Palestine, you are not talking about Israeli citizens. And you and the Israelis are not citizens of the Palestinian territories. You're talking about two separate people and two separate places that are going to be two separate states. So you're not talking about citizens of the same country. So they're, they're, they're humans, right? right? You are humans. talking about, talking talking about, about terrorists, nations, Nazis versus Austrians. Let's put it that way, okay? Palestinians versus Israel are the same as my family, my first generation American, my family who was in Austria, living their life, had freedom, had a life, and all of a sudden the Nazis come in, strip away all the rights, murder them, and drive them out of their country. 
Not all Austrians, not all, some of those Austrian banks uh, took some of that fucking Jewish money and stored it all, all during the war. So some of those Austrians was in on it too. Don't get the Schwarzeneggers in them. Second of all, what else did you say? I wanted to address something else you said. Oh yeah, but it could be like Puerto Ricans and uh, Dominicans. I don't care. It was the people of people. You can still make some peace. Palestine, listen, that's the only way to solve this. If one side say fuck them and the other side say fuck them, it's always three problems. They all need to have sex over there and they'll work it out. I don't agree with terrorism and I don't agree with religious persecution. And one of the things that this country was found on was freedom of religion. And it's something we should all be able to agree on. And the Israeli state exists because Judaism should have freedom of religion. And the more that the Palestinians (laughs) try to terrorize the Jews, the more problems we have, not only across the world, but in America as well, because it's a testament to what shouldn't happen. Listen, you are definitely, uh, when you terrorize and you, you should have the good rockets like Israel have, not the bad rockets like Palestine has. <laughs> <laughs> Who's really terrorizing who? <laughs> oh. got the American rockets. Why would you start war after war after war and terrorize a civilian population knowing that you're Why would you? Because your land was taken. Because your land was taken. Really, the problem is with the Palestinian leadership because they're fucking all the people. I'm gonna go. We know, and Karen knows also, that there are millions of Palestinian people who just want to live their damn lives and send their kids to school and get married uh, yeah. and, and have funerals, just do whatever people do. And, and live just, exactly. But, but what, Karen, is that true? And Karen, if that's true, why would you say fuck all Palestinians? They will be be empowered by Israel being in state, and they will be empowered by Donald Trump signing the peace accord between the UAE and the Palestinians and Israel. That's going to help these people be free and survive. This is going to better their life. There are good people in that country. When I say Palestinians, I'm talking about the people that are radicals. I'm talking about the government itself. I'm not talking about about the innocent people. However, you know what? They're a product of that environment. But when Israel is free and Israel is a Jewish state, it empowers them to be free as as well, and it'll better their lives in the process. So So you agree that... So you agree that it's good Palestinian people? <laughs> um, I agree that there are innocent people in every society that don't deserve to be a product of their government and their religions. And That's I different. also think like I also believe I also believe, and and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get totally sidelined on this show for being anti-Muslim, but I uh, believe that there is a large anti, you know, anti-American Islamic population that seeks to destroy freedom and enact things like Sharia law, and that that is to the detriment of American freedom. Okay, more so than what, Chinese communism? <laughs> Chinese communism sucks too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not comparing the two, and I, I also think that we need sanctions and we need to have strict restrictions with China. And I think Donald Trump, again, has done a very good job of taking a stand against China and enacting things that have helped us you know, when other administrations, Barack Obama and otherwise, have not taken the same actions. 
just don't like when, you know, sometimes people confuse uh, the, the citizens of a place with the leadership of a place. And that's two right. different things. Just like when I go traveling across yeah, the, around the world and they compare me to American. They see me as American, they're like this, you're president. I'm like this, money, look at my yeah. skin. <laughs> my, my daughter lived in Israel and my daughter lived in Israel and I remember her sending me videos of small Palestinian children singing, hate the Jews, screw the Jews, kill the Jews in front of my daughter. And these kids, unfortunately, are indoctrinated from yeah. birth to hate America, to hate freedom, and to hate the Jewish people, and to hate basically anything that is Western culture. Am I saying it's their fault? Absolutely not. But does it? do they become a part of that culture? Yeah, and do they become people that can be terroristic towards American society, you and I as Americans? Absolutely, am I, I say the same thing about white supremacy. us? Yeah. I say the same thing about white supremacy. They are indoctrinated just in this country, young kids. Y'all saw young kids online saying nigger and all that shit at a fucking rallies. Young kids, like fucking eight that's years old, small, nine years old, that's a ten years small old. Percentage. It's a small percentage. You can't no. what the biggest group. The biggest, the yeah, biggest group the biggest of American, America. the biggest group of American terrorists are white supremacists. White supremacists. Yeah, 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 and unfortunately, they're being funded by Black Lives Matter and the Democratic Party and what? what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just took a left turn. You just took a left. Womp womp. <laughs> matter is funded by act blue okay act blue and the aliens democratic pack which is an alias you can call it what you want but the money that gets funded inevitably ends again you're doing the same thing you're doing the same thing don't even know that they're white supremacists i actually i've interviewed these people on the street i've tracked them down a lot of them are kids that come from Wealthy listen. homes that are rebelling against their parents. Listen to me. Listen to me. They're going to take off a down on the bus and protest. And they get killed by George Soros. Yeah. It's true. You get caught up. Again, you get caught up on leadership shit. You don't got to go to Black Lives Matter. You were locked up with black people. To I, ask them. I love black people. Then they don't love them. Ask them. Ask them what they I think do. about I ask them. Virus. And you want to know what? Almost all of them that I met in jail support our president, support freedom. Support <laughs> That's freedom. not true. That's, That's not, not true. true. That's not I true. Bring no. them on the show. Yeah. Bring them on the show. My, bring I them will. on the show. Miami Federal Detention Center, baby. Though that was my hood. Those are my people, and they support but, Donald Trump for president. Not true. Not, okay. President I'm, not buying that. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Let's the the, the Republican lie is gangster. I would have to hear that out of their black mouths. Forgive me, forgive me for this, but I would have to hear that straight out of their black mouths. That's right. Let's hear it out of their black mouths. Let's do it. I'm all for it. Please bring them on. Please bring them. But yeah, when you, that's why you don't need to get caught up in Black Lives Matter, like organizations at NAACP. Who cares? Bring somebody black to your dinner table. Talk to them at your dinner I table. I a radio show with a black conservative every week, but you probably uh, uh, that, okay. Has that black conservative been at your house for dinner? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Look at me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you mean, mm -hmm. I know? Was he serving the dinner or was he invited to eat? <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. That's racist in itself. You know it's a joke. It's a joke. You know. It's a joke. Stop. You know you crack jokes like that in the sales with those I, black girls. Don't get that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, listen, yeah, actually, I felt like I was 
was at Girl Scout camp when I was in jail. These girls they, they were actually really bunch nice of, for me. They, they actually a bunch nice of, I know. They actually a bunch of husbands dick, too. I had, they had to. I know it's a lot of dick talk in a women's prison. They didn't actually say that my husband's dick. My husband's Jewish, but I hear that he's, you know, got a big dick for a Jewish guy, but, like, nobody asked me about it. Tell him to put it on the screen. Like, I want to see it. Tell him to put it on the screen right now. I want to see it. He's <laughs> not going to do it. He's not going to do it. But there is a rumor that he has the biggest <laughs> dick of any Jewish guy in Palm Beach County. Oh, that's impressive. Well, Palm Beach got some Jews. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'll be down there soon, too. Some juice. Yeah. Roger's down there, too. Roger Stone, who's a friend of the show. He's got he's a house a down there as well. He's a great friend. He's, yeah, he's been on here. He was yeah, on here right before he was supposed to go to prison, and he didn't. And I've known Roger for years. Interviewed him a few Roger. times. And Colton. Oh, he's conservative. you today was Roger. Roger brought us together. You see that? See, that's why you got to see. You, if you look at me and you just think Democrat, then you're way off because I'm so many more things. If you look at me and just say black man, I'm way, you're way off because I'm so many more things, even though that's number one now, you heard me. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, that's oh. why you, get, you can never judge a book by its cover. Just like I, I get along with Ann and I get along with Roger and a whole bunch of conservatives. I was on Fox News for fucking a decade, but I always, you know, fight my good fight. I voice my opinions. Even though it might not be the same as theirs, fine. But I'm going to give you my opinion, uh, I hope, in a gracious way. Mm-hmm. You did, you did, and you know you don't want to pigeonhole me either and say you know she's some blonde white girl holding a dog down in Palm Beach. You know I'm so much more than that. I'm uh, that's like ten percent of who I am. I've been to jail. I've you know lived life. I'm friends with Roger. I you know I'm a single mom. I had kids at eighteen years old. You know I raised kids on my own. I you know I'm a I'm a conundrum. We all are, but that's what yeah. makes America. America's always been a melting pot. We've been these people who are you know, a, a combination of things. I'm a first generation American. Nobody looks at me and says, oh, that's what it is. first yeah. generation American. I do, no, I do. That's what it really, that's, I write about this online too, and I wrote a uh, op-ed about it, but uh, new Americans always uh, really uh, tickle me the way they come over here and tell black people who've been here, my grandfather's 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 grandfather was on this land. Okay, I've been here. So when people come in like new, I call them new Americans, new, because they've only been here a generation or two, and they got more motherfucking benefits than I have in this country. And my family's been here for generation after generation after generation. So I always say, if your family ain't been here for more than 100 years, you, you, this conversation ain't for you because you too new to this fight to understand what this fight is. Mm-hmm. Well, should I just fucking log on now? America doesn't really care. Yes. The point of America is you don't have to be here for 100 years. You can just come and immigrate and do the whole thing. We that's, that's an illusion. That's Not if you're Mexican. Not if you're Mexican. The whole country is founded on that. You do not have to do anything. Not anymore. It's, it's not like that anymore. Time. You think that's that? That's, it's the illusion of that. Must it's not that anymore. Divided. Must it's be the, divided on everything? Can we not come together on... Race wars! I know we are friends, but you're new. You're new to America. When you knew, when you knew here... Is it like the adults talk? You you knew to this fight. <laughs> this ain't your fight. This ain't my your dog's fight. Brown. My dog's brown. Does anybody care? My dog's brown. Well, I wouldn't let him out the house by himself in Palms uh, Palm Beach, though. <laughs> Cops might get him. Guys, we have to go. This was a really lively show. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> I show more. Cameron, <laughs> we gotta have you on more. Uh, you're a really good guest. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I really do. Thank you. I love coming on. You're all amazing. And thank you so much for having me and letting me banter with you. I had a great time. Karen, and do you have some plugs? Plug, social media. Do you have some plugs you wanna? 
I do. I do. Follow me on Instagram at Mrs. Florida 2016 and on Twitter as Karen, K-A-R-Y-N, Turk, T-U-R-K. Find me everywhere. I'm not hard. I'm not, you know, hiding anywhere. I'm pretty much out there and I, uh, I like to banter. So have me back. That was great. Yeah, we would love to. Perry? Perry, want to do some pluggy plugs? Yeah, well, I came on the show to plug my movie that's out. That's right. uh, it's called 180 Seconds. It's going viral. Uh, Leslie Jones shared it, and it's gotten over 100,000, 150,000 views on her collected social media, and it's uh, just hit 20,000 on mine, 25,000 all together. Uh, you can see it at youtube.com slash perrystrong, and you can also just go to perrystrong.com, my name.com, P-E-R-Y-S-T-R-O-N-G.com, and see what's going on with me. I was not prepared for this crazy talk. Um, <laughs> None of us yeah, I, uh, yeah, this was intense. Thanks for having me. I saw, the, I saw the video, too. I saw the, the movie. It was great. It was fucking great. I love the way you shot it. It was excellent. I Thank did. you very much. You're welcome. Sorry. White daughter? Um, so don't forget to watch the Zoom video of this show on YouTube. Just look up Racehorse Podcast on YouTube. We'll pop right up. I still haven't figured out how to do the URL, but I will. And um, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. That would help us out. We love that. Um, come find me on social media, Karen Margolis, K-E-R-E-N-M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S. Uh, hang out with me on Instagram Live. Don't forget Two Black Guys with Good Credit, awesome podcast that I do, and Nerdgasm on Compound Media. That's it. Yeah. Let's not forget that Palestine rules. Uh, check me out also <laughs> on Small Ball, my sports comedy <laughs> podcast on Apple Music and Spotify. Oh you can check that out. That's right. Palestine forever, baby. You heard me. Oh, no. You can find Race Wars on, at Race Wars uh, on Twitter and at The Race Wars Podcast on uh, Instagram. So this has been a great show. Uh, everybody had fun? Yeah. And don't forget YouTube Behind the Headlines TV. I do exposés on everything from Jacob Blake to other things that you all like, but please watch what? me, follow me, and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Definitely thank you for coming on the show, both of you guys. And Great Israel, episode. Yes. Israel is almost blameless. Okay, have a great time, guys. <laughs> <laughs>